and yes, we're live, okay, so, um, same thing as usual, get co-host, talk about stuff, yeah, like I said, we're probably gonna be uploading a lot more than we used to, like, we're probably, we're, we're probably, probably gonna upload, like, a, quite a bit more, actually, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. Let's give it a second. Um, any second now. Any second now. Any second now. In a minute. In a second, uh, hopefully. Ah, there we are. I think. Maybe. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Elevated Ones. Uh, my co-host Riley and I actually just uploaded a few hours ago, but we felt the need, that since we were really lagging uh, a few days ago, to go ahead and just upload another one. And today's topic is about the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Okay, so I'd like to start by stating that the Loch Ness Monster is not even... Uh, I'm sure a lot of you know, uh, most people that have, are going to see this are probably have at least heard of the Loch Ness Monster. But it is in no way, shape, or form a new thing. The first sighting of the Loch Ness Monster was in 5 AD. So, it's definitely not a new thing. Uh, he described it as a large, no. solid black beast. This uh, looked like an overturned ship in the water. Uh, the guy who saw it did. I don't remember his name right off the top of my head. Well, the guy that saw it, he, 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 was, he was a saint, legend has it. Uh, I've heard that, yes. But... Anyways, my bad, Riley, continue. There has been thousands of sightings since then. One of the... There's also been... There's, of course, there's been the, the fair share of hoaxes, just like with any other cryptozoological creature. There's going to be hoaxes, one way or another. But, of course, there's also their fair share... has its fair share of credible witnesses. Like, uh, I think the most famous hoax... One of the most famous hoaxes of all time is the Surgeon Photograph. Which, of course, when you think of the Loch Ness Monster, this is what you think of. It's that stereotypical black and white picture of the long neck and the little small head hanging out of the water. Like, just chilling there. Uh, yeah, that's one of the Yeah, almost looks like... Almost looks like a dinosaur, kind of. Yeah. Most sightings describe the Loch Ness Monster as being between 20 and 30 feet... 20 and 35 feet long. Solid black with skin like a seal. Uh, long, uh, large body, four flippers, a long tail, and a long neck, small head. Basically the exact description of what we know to be a plesiosaur, or in 
you could say an elasmosaur, but elasmosaurs cannot bend to their neck in ways that witnesses describe the Loch Ness Monster. There's been a number of expeditions launched. Uh, there was quite a few launched throughout the, uh, from, I think, 70s to the mid-2000s, there was quite a few expeditions launched. Uh, when several photos, several pieces of evidence were produced, including the infamous uh, fin image, which uh, where the sonar on one of the research boats got a image of just a giant flipper, some sort of large pointed fin. It's, it's proven it's not been doctored. We know that. We don't know what it was, and it's just it's one of the most solid pieces of evidence. But that same. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Bear with me here. <laughs> that same expedition is another <laughs> uh, really interesting sonar image of the, the entire creature. It was almost 30 feet long. It had a, looked exactly like you would think a plesiosaur would look. Uh, it's another one of the most solid pieces of evidence we have for the creature's existence. And just uh, recently, just a few weeks ago, a uh, tourist boat was out on Loch Ness, and the sonar uh, allegedly picked up a 30-some foot long object moving through the loch at over 100 feet deep. So that's really that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. I would also, I would, also, I would like to add, a lot of people try to hunt this Loch Ness monster. Absolutely, basically, um, the Loch Ness monster is basically turned into a tourist attraction for Scotland nowadays. I have a bit of a story on this. A big game hunter named Marmaduke Weatherall went to Loch Ness in 1933, and he was in hope of bagging his most significant kill. But all he found was a suspicious footprint, and it was, like, on the shore. And a cast of the footprint revealed that it was a hoax, possibly by Weatherall himself, made with, like, a hippopotamus foot. Yeah. Something like that. But um, another sighting also happened in 1933. Um, down on Loch Ness itself... Um, there has been quite a bit, there was quite a few sightings from the early 30s to, I would say, the mid-70s was, like, peak for modern Loch Ness Monster sightings. There was been, there's been, I don't know, I don't know the exact number of sightings, but, right off the top of my head anyway, but, I know that it is, there's been thousands over the years of I already said that <clears throat> once or twice, but it's just a, I don't know, it's really interesting. It's one of the most sighted cryptids in the world, uh, only second behind Sasquatch. And it's so yes. one um, of the most sci- sci- scientifically supported cryptids of all history. And you know, honestly, there were probably a lot more of these monsters. They probably just all went extinct. I'm not going to say all. Say, I'm sure there's still I some. I say out there. it depends on what the Loch Ness Monster actually is. Now, I'm, I'm getting to that now. There's actually 
quite a few theories as to what the creature actually is. Uh, the most popular of current theories is um, that the main, of course, the main theory, especially amongst cryptozoologists, is that it is a group of surviving plesiosaurs that adapted to the fresh water in the loch. Uh, but that is certainly possible. It's not very likely, but it's possible since it matches the description of the being perfectly. But there's also one of the more modern theories is a giant eel. There's a lot of eels of various types in the loch, so it is certainly possible that some sort of gigantic eel is responsible for at least a few sightings. And I don't, I don't personally believe it's responsible for every credible sighting, but it is certainly probably... No. It could have been responsible for some... <clears throat> Where they said it looked like a giant black log, especially, uh, which, I mean, giant eels, so there is certain giant eel cryptids uh, all to themselves, like, um, up in Canada, in Lake Crescent, they have a lake monster that is reported to be a nearly 40 foot long eel, but we'll cover that. And that's like the size, that's like the size of a school bus. Oh, it's, it's reportedly a little bit bigger than that, but yes. Uh, I wouldn't want to be swimming in those waters. No, I would not, because eels tend to be very aggressive. Uh, we have certain species of yeah. freshwater eel around here, and they are not pleasant to mess with. Uh, no, they are not. Try, try, um, try ribbing one up at like twelve o'clock at night Lord. while you're trying to fish. Oh Lord! <laughs> like I'm a paranormal investigator. So yes, I was. Out. Eels are. Oh goodness! Yeah. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> went a little off-topic there. Um, the Loch Ness Monster, another uh, popular theory is that it is a very, very, very large Wells catfish. But there's not much evidence for this theory, because I don't... Uh, Wells catfish are not known to grow large enough in Loch Ness to be responsible for sightings of a creature that big, and they don't just come to the surface and flop around. Oh, like, like, yeah. this isn't, uh, I don't, I don't personally believe that theory. It's not, it doesn't have any real scientific backing, in my opinion, either. Um, right. There's also a lot of theories about white lake sturgeon, but there are no white lake sturgeon in Loch Ness that they know of, uh, that if they're, they're so rare that when you do catch one, they're so rare that when ones have actually caught, it's usually tiny. There's no large white lake sturgeon ever seen anywhere near Loch Ness. In recent times, anyway. Of course, there used to be a lot of larger fish in Loch Ness, but there's not anymore. Which could also be uh, proof in and of itself, because a creature that big is going to need a food source, and a lot of it. But, of course, totally. my, um, my opinion's a little bit biased because I personally am a firm believer that something is in that lake. I don't have any clue myself what it is, but I, I believe that something is in the lake that people are seeing. Do I necessarily believe that it is a living dinosaur of any kind? Not necessarily, no. But I do believe that something is in the lake. Do you have anything you think? I think that I think that 
I think that we need a lot more answers before we can really see what it, what species it could actually be. Like people have their ideas, people ideas of what it could be, but what I want to see is I want to see it confirmed. Yeah, I want to see. I don't care what it is. I just want to see some proof of its actual existence. Like I want to. I want to know what if it. I want to know what it is. I don't care. Right. Um, I think more expeditions need to be launched. More different techniques need to be used. More ROVs deployed. Um, more of the underwater caves in the area checked. Things like that. More boats. More sonar. As much coverage as possible. But uh, absolutely. And of course, some manned submarines could also be useful. But uh, yeah, it really could. Like if you. If you got the mil- if you got the um spent the navy on it, that'd be really cool. Yeah, the British Navy uh, has uh if the British Navy got involved, they'd certainly have some uh interesting they'd certainly have the, the equipment they'd need, that's for sure. Uh but yeah, I just think more research needs to be done, more uh like more expeditions just need to be launched, in my opinion. We need solid proof. <laughs> like this mystery yeah. A mystery that needs to be solved. I mean, it just does. We need to know. <laughs> we do. Um, guys, I guess this is probably about all for today. But comment down below. Tell us. Do you want us to talk about Slenderman, Bigfoot, the rake? Comment down below. Uh, yes. Uh, comment, DM, any, DM us anything for any suggestions of an entity or creature you would like covered. But oh, and also... Um, while we have a little bit time, a little bit of time left on the uh, this episode, why don't we cover some of our personal experiences? Awesome. Would you like to go first? Uh, actually, I was thinking you should go first. Okay. Um, well, all of the paranormal stuff started when I was about. This actually happened when I was about eleven. My um. My grandfather had been putting a fight for his life with esophageal cancer. And they claimed that he had had it two years before they ever even caught it. Now, this man refused to go to the doctor. Um, but finally, he got to eating stuff and then vomiting it up. So we are like, okay, we, you need to go somewhere. We take him. They diagnose him with esophageal cancer. Well, we, we lost him six Six weeks after, because he had had it so long. And, it, I mean, he was just rotting. And it was probably the most horrific thing I've ever seen. At one point, they were like, well, we can try to save him, but we need to send him to Duke University down in North Carolina. Well, we were all like, you know what? We're going to do whatever we can, take whatever chances. We did. The last I saw of my grandfather... He had a bag in his throat, hanging out of his throat with his guts in it. I don't know what it actually was, but things, it, it was very gruesome, and it was horrible to witness. You never forget um, things like that. No, um, it was just very violent images to have for an 11-year-old child. Well, shortly after he died... I'd say the night that he did, I, I started having these nightmares about him. And the night that he died, 
my mother and I came home because we were like, well, we'll go back down there next week if he's hanging on. So we went ahead and came home. Well, my grandmother calls mom and she says, well, we're losing him. He's he's dying. This is it. He's closing his eyes. Mom starts talking to him. She says, I don't know what I would ever do without you. It starts going beep, 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 beep. Then all of a sudden, beep. My mother threw the phone. She ran into the yard so she could breathe. And as I was sitting on the side of the bed, I felt this warmness come over me. And it felt like a weighted blanket came up, was just draped over my shoulders. He was there. I knew something was there. And then all of a sudden, this odor emerged. And it, it's, it was him. That was his smell. That was his aftershave. That was him. Well, he started visiting me regularly. Um, this one time at my mother's work, she worked in a child center for a little bit. She was rocking this baby in the daycare, and it would not stop crying. This baby looks up to the ceiling, starts smiling, and reaches out. And that's how we know that something was there. Well, later, Mom moved to the different department of this office, which it, this office is a family resource center. Um, but this actually, I have way more um, stories. I'm just telling you the major ones that's happened, where it started and what's been happening here lately. Um, I have hundreds more stories, probably. But recently, I was in my mother's office. I was bringing her lunch. I was standing there with my cup of coffee. Well, they had been having some weird activity going on in the office anyway. My mom's coworker had brought, bought this dresser or something from a, from a yard sale. It was actually a yard sale because a woman who had died, they were cleaning out her stuff and selling it. Well, this woman had bought this dresser. And she, I think she had like, it attached itself to her and she brought it to the office. As I was taking a drink of my coffee, I felt something push it out of my hands. And at the same time, there was a huge shelf in this back room of this office and it came out of the wall and it had been setting up there for years. Wow. So. <clears throat> It, it was a little bit crazy, so I, I immediately pulled out my EVP, and I was like, all right, I, I, I need to communicate. Um, however, Mom's boss was coming, so I did not get the chance to, and I was very bummed about it. Yeah, that would have, you, that could have been a very, that could have been an amazing experience had you gotten to communicate it, to, had gotten to communicate it, that sounds dumb, but had gotten to communicate with Well... Well, that's not the end of it. I'm going back. Oh, okay. And I'll take Riley with me, you guys. If Riley's up for it. I mean, shoot. Up for any kind of paranormal investigation. Absolutely. All right, Riley. Go ahead and share your experiences. Okay, let's see here. I have had paranormal experiences basically my entire life. Since I was a toddler, I've had paranormal experiences of various kinds. 
uh, <laughs> yeah, I had some, uh, friends as a, as a child that, uh, yeah, they, they definitely weren't imaginary. But I'll get into that in another episode. But, uh, the experience I'll get into today, I'll get into a couple of my more memorable experiences. Um, for starters, uh, <laughs> my house is uh, absolutely confirmed to be very haunted. Like, there, there's a lot of paranormal activity that happens around this place. High, high strangeness, all of it. Um, but, so, it's rather common to experience strange things around here. But I think one of the most things I will never forget is... Hey. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, craft. Who are you talking to? Uh, yeah, she's home. Who, who are you talking to? Uh, I'm terribly sorry. That was my name. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> anyway. Me? So, uh, continuing on. Um, so, I, one of the most memorable experiences I've had was, this has happened about four ish years ago, four to four and a half years ago, uh, I, my sister had told me to go into the kitchen to retrieve something. I don't know what it was right off the top of my head. It was some silverware, a dish, something like that. Just an item. I went in there, and as soon as I went in there, I could just sense that something was up. It's just that feeling, that, that kind of weird feeling you get when there's a different energy in, in the room. That you're not than you're used to. It's just that that funky feeling that something's something's up. And you don't know what. I got that feeling, and just a few seconds after that, I went to grab. Went and I grabbed whatever I needed to grab, and as I was turning around, I heard a really deep voice just yell, "Hey you!" And I was like, "That's how I yell back, hey." And I was like, "Hey sis, what you yelling at me for?" And my sister said, uh, "What do you mean? I haven't said anything." It's like, oh, come on, quit that crap, quit messing with me, what, what, you, what are you yelling at me for? And she said, I'm telling you, I didn't say anything, why, did you hear something? And I was like, oh, yeah, never mind, <laughs> and just walked out of the room. <laughs> but more recently, uh, just about a week ago, maybe a little few days, give or take a few days, obviously, uh, I have, we have a lot of books, like a lot of books, and a lot of bookshelves throughout the house. I just walked into the living room, and I was walking past a bookshelf, and I just happened to look over towards the bookshelf, and as soon as I did, a smaller book that I would say was on the lighter side just flew off the bookshelf and hit me straight in the face. It just nailed me right in the face. It kind of hurt. And then I ducked and ran and <laughs> jumped on the couch. And then another one flew off the sh- same shelf. Except it didn't, that, that one thankfully missed me because it was quite a bit bigger. But that's kind of stuff that's rather common, but that's just the most recent occurrence I've had. It's one of the few times I've ever had anything actually hit me. That's, that's not that common. <laughs> but it does happen. Sounds like you're dealing with a poultry. Oh, oh yeah, it, it we we do occasional poltergeist activity around here. It's not it's it's rare, but it happens. It certainly happens. Yeah. I've also had a lot of experiences around my property uh, with uh, an EVP recorder. 
I've been using an EVP recorder for a long time. I've used it. I use it on every investigation I go on. But I've used it now to communicate, try to communicate with some of the entities that live here. And I have successfully contacted entities and had some very interesting experiences. If you want me, y'all let me know if y'all want to hear those stories, because I'll gladly uh, talk about them. If you want to hear them, just let me know. Totally. Um, uh, I did not mention, like, hardly any of my experiences as of now. But um, if you guys want to hear those along with Riley's, totally like shoot us, shoot us, shoot us a DM. Just let us know. Like if you're interested in just seeing an entire episode dedicated to just our paranormal experiences, let us know because we would be more than happy to make an episode like that. Totally. More than happy. Because we have quite a few experiences between the two of us. And we could, I think, we could definitely make a whole episode out of it. Yeah. Um, is that all for today? Uh, I think that's all we have tonight. Awesome. Well, um, you want to do the outro? I'll do the outro. My name is Riley Stoniker. <laughs> and this is Weston Dallas. Stay elevated.